I struggled to get into exercise, to go back to football. My work, I really struggled to, to commit to work. I, for so long, I felt like I just existed. I knew that I needed to change things, but it's so hard when you're just in like a, like such a bog down. in a Stuck, block. aren't you? You're stuck. stuck. It's, it's, it's where do you start? It is episode 70 of the Still Parents podcast, supported by Global's Make Some Noise. I'm Dan, so we're here with Ryan and Matt, and today's guest, Ryan Palmer, who's joining us today. Ryan actually joined us on episode 68 with William Ellis, because it was a bit of a last-minute um, last minute thing to get William on. He was the guy from EastEnders. It was a cracking episode, so we wanted to get Ryan back in for a full episode. And uh, yeah, here he is. So thank you very much for, for coming back in. And we, we did think about getting another guest in today and doing it to you twice. <laughs> <laughs> see how many times can we do it? I wouldn't have been to Pro just for the crack. You ever done that? Like, every, how many times can you try and like send your food back in a restaurant before they get annoyed? Or how how close to the bottom of your pint can you get to before you say it's flat? Can I have another one? <laughs> the answer is three. I got one. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? It was years ago. Like, I was an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. It's good though. Especially if you're not got much money. Yeah, like £2.50, <laughs> almost came out drunk. Right, so obviously two Ryans tonight, so we're Ryan Jackson, Ryan Palmer. Ryan, um, how, how's things first of all? You okay? All good, yeah. A lot better than, than I probably said was this time last year, but yeah, all good. Now, we've um, you, you've known Ryan and Matt for a while. We've, we've met before. Um, we showed each other our various football skills at a charity <laughs> match earlier on in the year. Um, I think Ryan won. Yeah. <laughs> was it more a, lack, a show of, of lack of Dan's football skills? <laughs> yeah. There we go. Yeah, that was the one. He slotted in nicely. Yeah, there we are, yeah. <laughs> that was the one where you might, yeah, we mentioned it before, where Ryan's going, Dan, what, was that a shot or a pass? What the fuck, what was that? <laughs> Get him off. <laughs> yeah, you're a, you're, but joking aside, you're a pretty handy player, aren't you? Yeah, I tried to be, I suppose, at the weekend. Don't be too, don't be too no. modest now. You're no, a decent a good, level. He's a good yeah, player. Ryan's a yeah. good player. I think so. I'm right, I think so. You're one of our... You are our youngest guest that we've yeah, had. I would, yeah, apart from siblings, yeah, I would say yeah. Ryan is, yeah, definitely. How old are you, Ryan? 25 now. We were tw- I was 24 when we lost, but I'm 25 now. Wow. That's why he plays as well, because he can run around a lot. Yeah, my excuse is I'm 20 years older than you. <laughs> I was knackered by the time I ran on the pitch. You're doing my age. <laughs> <laughs> Black and white back then. Yeah. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Dan used to work on the wireless. <laughs> We're going to get on just fine. I'm going to get on just fine. Actually, when I first started DJing, I was on vinyl. But yeah, that's how long ago it was. Yeah. I know we're mucking about a little bit, but with the serious nature of the reason why we are here is to talk about grief, talk about baby loss, talk about the effects it has on your family, your relationships, your work, your whole life, and especially as Ryan's already said, the you know during pertinent times of the year. And with the added angle of going through this at such a young age as well. So a little bit about you first, Ryan. Tell us uh, what you do for a living and your partner. So me and my partner still live together. Um, both 25. Like I said, we were 24 when we lost. Um, my, my partner, Emily, she is a special needs teaching assistant. Okay. Um, which she's, she's changed jobs since, since we lost. And I've also changed jobs as well. I work for a company. We make we make small parts for, for for cars and whatnot. And I'm still on my probation period, so hopefully they, they keep me. Um, small parts for cars. Yeah, like real like mega stuff that you wouldn't even I didn't even know existed. Apart from that, football, gym, um, just just the usual stuff. How long have you guys been together? You and Emily, did you say? Uh, six years. Six years. Well, she got together young then. Yeah, when we were eighteen. So she'll she she will say that it, it took me forever to to actually decide to. To, to make us official if you like and she she takes pride in saying what that, official as in changing his status on Facebook or? Like boyfriend girlfriend oh right okay boyfriend girlfriend love that yeah. <laughs> okay so. So you're not engaged or you're married no not yet not okay. yet no we're not so, there yet should we only case for that now though 
Well, that's the next thing on the list, isn't it? <laughs> Don't say it like that. You can't say that's no. the next thing on my list. No, we're, move, we're moving out at the moment. We're moving out. <laughs> oh, so, good. Wow. So, so that's exciting. All right. Now, like you said, you lost. It was Eddie, wasn't it, your yeah. boy, in, in 2022. So if you don't mind, and as we always say, in as much detail that you wish to go into, and the guys will jump in with some questions and some thoughts. If anyone who is watching on the live stream would like to do the same, then you can get in touch with us uh, through the comments. I think, is that what you're on screen? Is that all working Correct. all good? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you're listening to the edited version of this, the non-live version, and you want to get in touch, you can pass us a message through our socials. Stillparentspodcast.co.uk is our website, Still Parents Pod, on our socials, and we'll be able to get that to Ryan and uh, give you an answer on a future episode. So we, like I said, had been together for six years and we had to do IVF to be able to, to, to have a child. And we were fortunate enough that, that the IVF process worked, worked first time. Um, oh, wow. We managed to, we've got three eggs, we managed to get three eggs in total. So we've got two, two in the freezer. Was that on like. NHS? Um, that was, yeah, on the NHS. Yeah. The first round is, is, is covered with the NHS. So we've got two left in the freezer, which essentially are Eddie's twins or brother and sister, if you like. And and for most part of the pregnancy was was quite was quite comfortable and, and, and what have you. Um and then we we went in two Sundays in a row with with lack of movement, if you like. Mm. But typically as we got there, he starts moving and everything's fine. But, mm. but you go there because you you're worried anyway. Um and then we went on the third Sunday, um, with with concerns. Emily Emily was, was bleeding, which which obviously is never never yeah. what you expect to see. We got to hospital and we and Emily was obviously checked. The baby was checked and they told us things were okay. Bleeding was normal and whatnot, which you sort of you put your trust in in the hospital and, and take as as you do. Mm. Um, then Emily had the Monday off work just to rest, just to be on the safe side. She went back to work on the Tuesday. She rang me on the Tuesday um, and said, "I've got more bleeding at work. I'm going to go to hospital. You stay at work. Don't stress. I'm just going to go and get everything checked." Which so, is probably the last thing you can do once, well, you, yeah, once you hear I, I that. Well, yeah, I pretty much I did nothing at work the whole day. I just spent the rest of the day Googling baby survival rate at, oh, at that gestation, Google, all that, that kind yeah. of stuff, because you just can't help but, but do those sort of things. And that's the thing. You know when you Google things, it always you tend to have like a natural way of going to the worst case scenario a lot. Not, not all the time, but it's quite often, yeah, isn't you it? you can't it could, help could but read anything. what's there is, is, is like the worst case. Yeah. Know? But but unfortunately, naturally, you just, you, you want answers straight away. So, sorry, bear with me. But Matt's got a bit of a cold tonight, so we might have a couple of pauses. He's soldiering on. Are you okay there, buddy? It's adding to my coughing as normal as well. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> it's not like Matt's cough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, carry on, carry on, Ryan. Yeah, so Emily was at the hospital. Um, I left work at at five um, and went straight over to, to hospital that, that where she was at Warwick. I got there and it was pretty clear straight away that, that something didn't seem seem right. She was having pains that that was sort of... I In, I have, uh, in my head, I thought... I, I didn't claim to know anything about labour or really, you know, whatsoever, which is probably a bit ignorant of me. But in my head, I thought, is there a possibility she might be been going into some sort of labour? But... Well, you say ignorant, but the, yeah. to be fair, you well, you say 23, 24 at the time, and it's yeah. not something I... Yeah, First I, child, like... Yeah, yeah, I kind of just... Yeah, so I just... We were there, and she was in a lot of pain, and then sort of within... It felt like within a, a click of fingers, mm. it felt like the world fell apart. And we were sort of... She was in a lot of discomfort. She was up and down, couldn't settle. Um, and then I remember she, she said she needed to go to the toilet, and what I saw when she went to the toilet was, was an awful sight. And it was at that point we were then hurried to, to the um, to the delivery room and then that was a mirror in there for, for the remainder of the night um, she pretty much had to break her own waters which was what a lot of the pain was we discovered oh she, okay which and, and without going too graphic her water is just literally like projectile across the room 
basically. And obviously, you've got in there the NICU, NICU team, everyone sort of in there, a heck of a load of nurses and what have you. And at this point, I kind of had a, had a had a feeling that right. that what the outcome was going to be. But but you kind of just have that that little glimmer of hope that just maybe yeah. you never know, kind of thing. And I remember the 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 NICU team leader, doctor, whoever it was, said, "Look, we will try, we will try everything we can. There's no guarantee we will be able to 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 keep him alive." Um, I think if I remember correctly, she said she was going to give him some particular drugs they don't normally like to give. And obviously, Emily delivered him unbelievably well under under the circumstances mm. and stress and what have you. And I watched him. I watched. I watched them work on him as, as best as they could. But yeah. pretty much, mm. the moment he was on, he was he was in the little table. You, you kind of know and, and resign yourself to the fact that, that the outcome is going to be the outcome. Um, I'm sorry to take you there when you said about seeing him being worked on. It's it's weird because, and this is this is you know at the time we lost we were 24 and. I'm sort of looking back thinking we're, we're quite young ourselves to even Absolutely. go through such an awful experience. Yeah. And, you know, Eddie himself, he was 30 centimetres in in size, head to toe, and he weighed 1.2 pounds. And when you're watching some, someone so tiny, so so small, he had, he had all his features, you know, but obviously they're not fully developed. His skin wasn't fully developed. When you're watching all these, all these you know, five or six nurses, doctors, working on so someone so small pipes tubes mm. different things just so many people around such a small thing and, and it looks like they're being so rough with him but yeah but you know obviously that's a need must kind of necessity at the time yeah. but when you're watching it you're just thinking that's my boy there yeah. that, that they're they're being rough with but but they're not necessarily directly being rough with they're just trying to keep him alive you feel helpless yeah, and I remember that was one of the things I first said to Ryan when on our first session was just like the lack of, of, of just, what can you do? I remember just standing in the room and just watching. I took a step back and, and we had a student nurse that was with us. And I remember saying to me, did, did you want something to do? And I said, yeah, can you give me something to, to do in the room because I've got nothing I can do? And yeah. I just ended up fanning Emily because it was stupidly warm. I was just fanning her to try and keep her cool, yeah. which was as much as I could do. And I remember that. But it makes sense because it's just something. Yeah. Yeah. I remember just standing, I remember standing back and just looking, looking around, and you've got like a sea of, of nurses mm. and doctors, Emily lying on the bed, and, and it's just like, what, 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 there's nothing I can do here to solve this problem whatsoever. Yeah. The outcome is going to be the outcome, and there's nothing I can do to, to help or stop anything from happening. I was going to say as well, because of, because of their age, ultimately, <laughs> if you think about. Um, Sorry, I have to reference that now. <laughs> Ryan has recently started laughing every time he says ultimately because he's realised the amount of times he says ultimately. Yeah. I try and take out as many as I can, but ultimately some of them stay in. Back to you. <laughs> but what I was, <laughs> was going to say is they're 24 at yeah. this time, but then immediately it brings back the vulnerability of, of, a, of a child to some, yeah, yeah. To some yeah. extent because of how young they are and through the experiences that they will have had through their adult life at the same time. They've, they've obviously had to go through um, IVF, so they've had the challenges of that as well. So to some extent, you could almost say they're old before their time as well, yeah. because they've had to be mature in that journey yeah. that they've gone through. Yeah. But also the vulnerability of, of them both at that age, at 24, yeah. having to go through something like yeah. that, is just, I mean, it's bad for anybody. Yeah. But I mean, at the age of yeah. 24... He's just 
absolutely heartbreaking I, when you I, when you know mind their blown, story mind blown then it really go through mind blown because yeah. I don't I'm not sure if this is fact true or not but I'm sure I think we spoke about this before I read somewhere that obviously when you become an adult at, at 18 but your brain is not fully matured until 25 Mm, I, I think we have spoken about yeah, that. Yeah, something before, around yeah. that. And it's, you know, it's it's on mm. that that cost. Yeah. Where were you at in your life at that time? I think you come across, you know, you're very, you're very sensible. You see, you know, you're very, basically what I'm trying to say is, well, I was a dick at 24. And just, <laughs> I, I was going to say that as well. I was yeah. an absolute knob at 24, like, genuine. Yeah, and yeah. so how did you, because you might still have, at 24, you still got some friends might still be finishing uni if they're doing a longer course or something like that. And where you are at life. So what was the immediate, if you can, change that you may have felt mentally with you in terms of your outlook it's obviously a process so so we'd obviously sort of say what 22 21 we'd been on a journey of trying not working other medications other treatments so obviously yeah. quite young we decided that so, so you decided early just to have a baby so also because, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we fully accepted that this was a journey we were going on obviously you'd never expect it to end the way you do so so you have to be mature about the whole situation yeah, anyway yeah. but when it ends the way it has done all of a sudden you have to grow up. What was the reason you wanted to try so young? Was well, it just that curiosity? We, Emily, without going too far into it, but, but we were sort of told that, that, that right, trying okay. young would, would be a bit of a benefit for us. Okay, okay. Which, right. which what we Which is, you know, part of the reason why we have done. Yeah. And we're fortunate that we've still got eggs in the freezer, as I said. Mm-hmm. But but when we lost and the outcome was what, we, what, what it was, you kind of have to grow up like real quick yeah. kind of thing. That Some people used to say, had said to me at the time, oh, being young might be a benefit because you can always try again. Ooh. I'm thinking, there we go. You're joking, that yeah? <coughs> I think that it's worse. I've got less life experience than you. You know, I, I, I'm in some ways still a child myself. Yeah, and yeah. that's not me saying we shouldn't have, we shouldn't have, we shouldn't have made the decisions we did to try and, and go for the IVF. I'm glad we did. It's just not and exactly what we wanted <laughs> but, to do. But also, right as well, it, it comes back. We again, we've talked about it so many times, but it's like no one knows your background but it's also but ignorance it, like, of the situation absolutely right yeah it is it's ignorance of the situation and, and I, I mean I don't doubt for one minute that that personal people who have said things no, no. like that have said it with any malice they've yeah. said it, no, of they've said yeah, it to, yeah. because they they want to try and say yeah. something to yeah. make yeah, things yeah, better course, we hear it so much that I think it's just it just it's ingrained falls now, like, out of yeah. the mouth isn't it yeah it's it just, does yeah. because it's something that people just want to say something because they want to try mm. and take the hurt away from you I've got experience of having a child at the same age as what Ryan had. Um, sorry, as what Ryan and, and Emily had, Eddie. I know my experience is different because Alfie um, is, is still here, but I take Ryan's point very, very quickly because we, we did have issues with Alfie when he was born because he was in emergency section. He was in neonatal unit for about six weeks. So that having to be very mature very very quickly at a time where you are still emotionally immature exactly, yeah. because it's hard to differentiate between the god I, I, I could go out and get pissed up or mm. I could go out and have a laugh with the with the lads or spend all day for, on your playstation you know yeah, things yeah. like that where you've got very very little responsibility mm. in your life and because you are still mentally young and like we've said yeah, yeah. you know you you don't become mature if you like until 25 26 years old is that, yes, it's amazing how quickly you have to, hmm. well, not have to, it's amazing how quickly you're thrown into a situation by yeah, where you've got in. to become very mature, yeah. very, you, very quickly. You can't have a choice. And like, yeah. like, like Dan said, that a lot of our friends and whatnot are still, they're on a very different very different journey, if you like. You know, we're not, we're not don't be wrong, that's not me saying all of our friends haven't got children, they're out getting smashed mm. up every weekend. No, that's no, not the mean, case. Yeah. But, but 
uh, within our friendship groups, people are at very different stages of their life. Yeah, precisely. You know, it's it's it, it's not like you can look directly to friends and yeah, they've got, yeah, they yeah. can go, oh, so when that happened to us or yeah. or what have you, because our friends are our age. I was going to ask you about this because I think yeah. for those reference points from lo losing at such a young age, the fact that straight off the bat, there's going to be less people in your circle that have that compassionate or even that, even just that empathy to 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 help you emotionally because they're still, like we said, they're a younger age and they've not been through it. So you might be quite isolated in that terms. Whereas with uh, with Matt, you know, when it's happening in his 30s and people might have families, people might be a bit more... I mean, listen, to be honest, you're the youngest, but you're also the most mature person in this room, I feel. But like... <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. But I, I'm not going to argue that one. <laughs> but do you see what I mean? It's, were your friends in a position... And again, it's not having a go in them because it's natural to be able to be there because yeah. it is in that different type of, you know. I get where you're coming from, but what I will say that a lot of our friends were unbelievable. Mm. You know, like Brilliant. We're, we're, we're fortunate to have, a, have friends that, that, are, that are just just unbelievable. But that's not, that's not me, you know, saying that they have every understanding of, of the situation and, and the loss and all the grief and whatnot, but just, just in general support yeah, yeah. and being, being, you know, a shoulder or someone at the end of a phone or That's what great. have you, is that, you know... I there's still you people, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, can't, I can't obviously in say in words how, how yeah. grateful we are for all those, all those people and what have you. But it's not like I can go to them and go, oh, you know, we've been through this. Have you mm, been through that? Or, yeah. or what advice can you give me based on that, on, on you know, that kind of thing? Because, because we're all of a similar age. Precisely. Yeah, and yeah. life experience, you don't just get in general you get by growing up also maybe on the flip side I think when you're younger as well get me if I'm wrong but you kind of had more so there might have been more people because I mean, as I've got older your circle definitely has shrunk just yeah. because of life and responsibilities the only people I know now are these two numpties <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think we've got like hold on can I just say I feel really sorry for you for <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah no we're, we're fortunate to, to, to have who we have like I, I'd say we've got what the friends we have got are, are quality brilliant a good a good people um, you know there's, 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 there's people that stick out along the journey that, that obviously are more are more prominent than others but, but as a whole the, the friends and, and people that we've had close to us have been, have been have been so very good I mean groups of them have come to the, the charity games that we've played um, and watched us um, can I ask you a question right, right. Have they have that out of all of this have they just done their best by you they've tried their best right? basically right yes just all, the, and, it, and it's a bare minimum can, just like checking in messages yeah. all you can ask and, and, and even then they have done more they've gone above that but but I don't expect any of it but just uh, but you know just, just how good they've been and I felt like that was one of the things I did have to say today was yeah. how good they have been good as a result of this, did you feel then in a way that within your group, and as Ryan alluded to, you sort of became the, the old soul within that dynamic? Ah. And did then people go, well, if I've got any issues, I'm going to go and speak to Ryan because he's the most grown up now. He's, gonna, he's had some shit to handle in his life. I'm going to go and speak to him about what I'm going through. I don't know. What's, you know, because I think I've always tried to think I'm quite mature anyway. So I'd like to think that, that mm. people can come to me if needs be anyway. But yeah. I think it's made me think a bit more in terms of making more sort of effort reciprocated in that kind of way. Okay. So if someone has a problem or an issue within within the group or whatnot, it's, I'm, I'm more conscious of sending a message, mm. which sounds awful because it makes it sound like I never did before. But when someone shows it you that makes kind of... absolute sense. When someone makes that kind of effort with you, you feel like, I yeah. really need to reciprocate yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But saying that though yeah. as well, I've noticed, I don't know if you love nose or not, but every time we introduce a new dad into the group... 
Ryan is always the first one. Yeah, I've no, that, I have noticed. You that know, says yeah. whether it's just on your phone all the time. I don't know, right? You just like, don't do any work. Just I'm not throwing you under the bus. Though. I'm just no, saying. No, no, like, no. Yeah, I just, no, yeah, I, I, honestly, I, no, it's true. Yeah, sorry, quickly, Matt. For, for new listeners, just explain what group you're on about. Sorry, yeah. So the dads and granddads group that we we've got. Whenever we sadly have a new dad that joins the group, the support group, Ryan is always the first, pretty much yeah, always is, yeah. the first one that welcomes yeah. that dad in, and, and I, and I have to say that that's a bit. It's it's always it's a, it's 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 a consistent thing, and and it's something that he should be proud yeah. of, really, because like I said, the fact you are probably the youngest dad on the on the group, you are the one who steps up straight away and like says you know welcome so it's just something, yeah. something I wanted to, I yeah. wanted to get that in because I think it's no important. I think it's a good point it's our, it's our WhatsApp group which if you um, what, are the, what, what are the rules to, to uh, not rules but anyone can it be yeah. anyone in the world it's yeah. not just yeah, yeah. yeah. I, thought, I just wanted yeah. to double yeah. yeah so if you'd like to be part yeah, of that yeah. and I know with yeah. WhatsApp as well you can create the channels now so it, yeah, yeah. you can just um, join it by yourself but yes no, if you've lost but you haven't come across us yet yeah. and you want to join yeah absolutely I think it's, it's, it's a brilliant group because the amount of support on there when anyone mentions or if someone's just going through a day where it is particularly tough then straight away there's just so much support on there and it's all worded in such a real way as well it's not like going on a for a, like a website when it you know a yeah. bit jargony it's just, just, or a bit just more, off yeah. the chest it's just, just how that's what it feel. is yeah. it's just, just raw and, and it's it's yeah. emotional yeah. Do you know what as well though Ryan Ryan actually came with me to London with Global yes and shared his story with the nation you went Basically. on heart breakfast a heart couple breakfast. of months ago, didn't you? Yeah, with uh, Amanda. I've just got to get this in. With Amanda Holden. <laughs> you know Amanda? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. mate. <laughs> Remember Amanda, yeah. I think I know you mean. Ah, she's, she's somewhere in there. Yeah, I yeah. I know you mean. Amanda Holden and Jamie Thigston. Oh, that's, that's right. The yeah, 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 yeah. That's the <laughs> And then you get given those emotional tools that actually can then help your partner and you become stronger and and better going forward. Well, that's it, because you don't... There is no how-to guide no, with, exactly. with, with it. There's no step-by-step guide on how to solve the situation and make things better. You kind of just have to... One of the things me and Ryan have said is roll with the punches yeah. and just sort of see see how you get on, feel with the feelings and, and hope that things, things turn out okay. And eventually things, hopefully, will get better. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan, this was the first time I think he's ever actually... Yeah. ...been very open about what he's what he's had to go through um, and certainly on that sort of scale it's national a, scale he's a it's a tough thing to do yeah absolutely yeah, is, yeah. Yeah. Come yeah, def, well. def, definitely was it definitely was the first time did you, did you find could you feel yourself getting emotional like, no because no. I, I was I was trying to explain this to Emily before I yeah. come out I'm, I, I don't I'm at a point where I, I I tried to explain this in the easiest way possible I don't without sounding odd I kind of I'm just going to say it, it's not yeah. enjoy but, but I I don't mind speaking about it, mm. yep. especially to people that haven't been through it. Good. Because it's like a, it's, it's almost like a therapy, yeah. but but I'm passionate about it. I care mm. because yeah. it's a story about me, Emily, our, our son. Even though he's not with us, it's, not, it's another opportunity to speak about our story. Keeping his memory. That's, yeah. be, that's beautiful. I'm, glad, I'm really glad you said that. And I know it's obviously a real sad, difficult topic to speak about, but I'm at a point where I don't get upset. I don't mm. get emotional. I can speak about it confidently, even though it is an awful time. When did you get to that point? I don't know. I think I'll, it's. I'll, I'll tell you when you got to that point. Go on. Right from the very first time he saw me. How long after the loss was that? So initially, I first it was spoke about to four Matt. or five weeks. Yeah. I think I, think I spoke Sorry. to you a week after yeah. we lost because we, yeah. we lost on a Tuesday and then we actually went on holiday on a Sunday. It was a booked holiday. Mm. We still went on. And Emily managed to, to really push to try and get me a call with, with someone yeah. or what have you. And I, spoke, I remember speaking to Matt. I was walking outside of Water Park, just up and down the street on the phone to Matt. Um, and then when I come back was when I had a first session with Ryan at some point after. Um, 
And then, and then yeah, we found ourselves. So you took the decision to look for some support or help, or was it? Did you were you wary of the guys already? Because it's it's we've had some people who've taken a long, long time to process things before outwardly yeah. seeking something. Well, we obviously got one of the memory boxes. Yeah, but but I remember that that as soon as as soon as we we lost, and and I still remember it clear as day that Emily somehow had the mindset of of saying that 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 we're going to need some support yeah. straight away yeah, literally yeah. with after within the hour of losing she said you know we're going to need some support Brian's going to need some support which i find mind blowing considering the mm. the trauma she's mm. been through um, That's amazing. very switched the, on yeah we got the we got the memory box which obviously had all the various informations in yeah and then obviously yeah we we from all those bits yeah. of information we we managed to get in contact and i remember when we were away mm. to be honest emily was was back and forth emails with with various people whoever it was at the time i can't remember me um but yeah <laughs> it was it was me because we were in greece and she was she she pretty much organized it for me and then, yeah, I had the phone call out on a Tuesday. Oh, I think after we'd lost, I think. It, pretty much the week after. Yeah. I want to pick up on the fact that you went... So the holiday was... Was how many days after you said? Uh, we lost on a Tuesday, and it was on a Sunday. I think we didn't decide to go until the Saturday night. Did you want to go? Was it a case of, well, it's booked? Or how did you feel? Well, because we were going with Emily's mum and stepdad, they'd said, you know, if you want to go kind of thing, we can. If not, it's fine. But, we, but it was actually the best thing we did, just yeah. because it was, it was like the initial... We could go away, not having to worry about anyone or anything even the house because the house was a mess and and was was all over the place obviously you've got a, a bedroom full of full of baby things which is pretty much done mm. and it was just like an all-inclusive holiday because obviously we were still struggling to sleep so you could sleep as much as you wanted to rest just whatever outside out of mind and then come back and, and just try and go from there basically going away so soon afterwards did it then make it harder to come back because you you know what you're coming back obviously you've taken the grief with you and you're you're away you sort of come back and i don't know just try yeah. and just try and start Hist. yeah Hist a little bit. and hoping that you i don't know your foot, your, the foot you put forward is the right one maybe mm. um and then obviously we started the sessions with lily may to try and start a process of 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 getting back to some normal i don't know something like that maybe yeah <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. What, a, new, what, a new normal yeah there's, there's yeah, what is normal now yeah I, I came to I, I came to hate that phrase because of COVID, wasn't it? A new normal. Yeah, Everything new was normal. A new, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was that was one thing. A lot of people used to say yeah. to me, "Oh, you you know, you'll get back to normality at some point." What's that mean? And I'm like, yeah. "You're joking. What have I been living then? Is that not normality? Is that yeah. not reality? Because that is the worst form of it possible. This is possibly the most real it's it can it's ever going to get. Yeah. So it yeah. was like working out a new, like Ryan said, a new normal. How to 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 start again with with this hanging over you. And, mm. and I think for so long I felt like there was this black cloud just following for such a long time that was just lingering for so long even coming into the turn of this year I remember saying to Ryan in one of my sessions that grief or depression a bit, a bit of both I'd say I remember when speaking to Ryan during one of my sessions that there was a point where I remember I, I got I, probably the lowest I, I ever felt and I remember saying to Ryan I'm at a point now where I really need to keep talking mm. and I never ever had suicidal thoughts or anything like that but I did think how much lower do you have to get to get to that point what's your rock bottom what what's yeah. what what yeah what is that rock bottom and then I remember we had Emily was at home obviously in the evening and we had our friend Zoe around and I had a similar conversation with those guys and I, and it was and it was like how much lower do, do you actually have to get to get to that point of thinking the only way of getting out here is is is, is those kind of things did you get an answer to that no, because I think eventually I got through it. Mm. Because by speaking and being vocal and, and like having sessions with Ryan and whatnot, I think it, it 
you sort of get past that point, I think. You remarkably focused on what you felt you needed to do and how fast you went about it and the determination and the clarity despite, well, as it seems, I'm sure it wasn't, I'm sure it was a lot more muddy, but you know, you yeah. had, had time to process it. But um, again, to bring it back, and sorry, not, I don't mean it to be patronising, but for the, for the age and to do all of those things and the way that you've handled it so far, the way that you speak about it now, still only 25 is that, is, is, yeah. Yeah, well, I think, off. like you said there, looking back, it, it feels really like muddy and, and just messy mm-hmm. and no structure to it, just sort of going whatever feels right. But to mm. sit here and speak about it mm. now, I feel a lot better to be able to speak about yeah. it and what I did. Yeah. I can sort of get an yeah, idea, okay. but at the time, it was like we've said so many times, yeah. rolling with the punches. Yeah, yeah, mm. absolutely. You roll with the punches. It's actually a really good way of explaining yeah. it because some it's days true. you're going to get smacked in the face extremely hard. Other days... Ryan's are... actually threatened someone. That with that. <laughs> <laughs> other, <laughs> other days, um, are be- some days are better than others. Yeah. You know, abs- yeah. Uh, and, and over time... You know, like, I'm, I think like Ryan said there, he's he's always been able to talk about it to the extent where I'm sure it is absolutely killing him inside, yeah, yeah. but he doesn't show that emotion. I, I, There's I, a calmness. I actually, yeah, I actually completely understand as well where he's coming from, where he says he doesn't mind talking about it because that's his little boy. He's talking about his little boy the same as I talk about yeah. my little girl, the same as Matt talks about his little girl as well. It it fills you there's an element of pride in there it's at the, the embracement same time of and it. the embracement yeah. of it yeah absolutely and there is an element of pride because yeah. you've made that baby yeah, your exactly. child you know and and, and as as yeah. parents we um that's all we ever want to do don't we we just want to make sure that we talk about them as best as we possibly can and keep a memory and keep a legacy yeah. alive as best as we possibly can absolutely and it, and it, and following on from that it's like I think you actually said this to me. I say some fucking good stuff. You do, that. you, you, I, yeah, you know, like profound, man, like proper. Yeah, absolutely. But do you know why I said that? Do you know why? I said, because Dan, we did the the recording for the Christmas thing. You said I was quite sharp. Yeah, yeah. Quite sharp tongue. I thought I'm got to get that in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's on. Got to get that in there. Yeah. But, but not not yeah. not long after. I'm not blowing smoke up my own arm. <laughs> yeah, but trust me. I have to, a reminder: do listen to the Christmas Day episode to hear the other side of Ryan. Yeah. That's in there too. Yeah. But not long after we came to the support groups, and I got to know Ryan, which is obviously quite a while back now. But I remember Ryan saying. I had a conversation with you. You probably won't remember this because you've seen so many people since me, obviously, but um, I do remember this specifically. I always remember a tube, mate, don't yeah. you? <laughs> wow. <laughs> See, I... Yeah. Don't let him put you off, mate. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I was going to say that, like, I was struggling about, because I've been always been quite vocal on social media about Cali and things like this yeah. from the start, but I was going through a period of possibly, I didn't know whether I should share and this kind of stuff, and I remember Ryan saying that, well, you've we had other friends who'd got children, and Ryan said, "Well, they share their children on Facebook and online and things. So why don't you think you can't?" And that was a really, yeah. do you know what I mean? And that was a really like I thought that's a really good because actually philosophy. But by Ryan, Ryan. <laughs> it's so true. It's not a book. <laughs> but but and I and I and Ryan said, "I'm so proud of talking about Cali and and and, and sharing stuff online." And, yeah, good. And I and I take pictures when I go to like. You know, people might think it's weird, but I don't. Again, I don't care. I've said this in the past. If you don't like it, block me. No problem. Yeah. It's fine. And I, I, I take pictures when I go up to see her and stuff like this mm. because that's the real side. Yeah, of course. She's my daughter, so I'm. It's like 
it, you needed validity. Yeah, at that's time. it. Oh, okay. And, well, that, that's, and that's what I yeah. think a lot of bereaved parents, whether it's male or female, it doesn't really make any difference. Is it's it's having giving them valid yeah. reason affirmation, what, isn't it? And, yeah. yeah to say, well, uh, and, it, and it's, it is a simpler Ooh. saying, well, hang on a second, they share their kids, so why can't you yeah. share yours? It's almost like they need the validity to be able to, no. to talk about their children. And feel uh, like it's okay. And feel like it's okay to do it. And, and, yeah. and that, that's wrong. Well, it's so, the social media, one of the, th I really enjoy, like I said, Ryan, guest Ryan, um, you're 20 years younger than me and I'm less mature than you because one of the things that I really enjoy in life is people that get wound up by stupid shit. <laughs> yeah. Right? And number one in that list is people who look at other people's social media pages and go, I don't want it, why they wrote that? Don't look at yeah, it. Absolutely, yeah. Scroll don't, on. Yeah, just yeah. don't even look at it. Yeah. Scroll on. I know it's either said, but don't. No, but, yeah. It's just there, just move past. Do you know what? I've got to the point where, and, and, and I'm going to hold my hands up here, I did genuinely used to be one of them sort of people when social media first came out because I've... Oh, we've I think, all done it. Myself yeah, because included, I think yeah. that's what... That's how social media started. It was yeah. very similar to that. Well, it was just throwing sheep and pokes, wasn't it? It like, was, yeah. And and for me now, I look at some things and I just laugh and I just think, to. is seriously, is that you all got you got to worry about or is that all... Yeah. That, or I just scroll on by and just think, have you got nothing better to do with yeah. your time? Yeah. And yeah, that's it. Exactly. And yeah, so no, I, I absolutely right. And that's why, you know, with you speaking about Eddie and, and, and being comfortable speaking about him, you should always be comfortable speaking mm. about him, you know, yeah. because he's your boy, always will be your boy. And if you feel like you need to speak about him, then you do it yeah. because you're you. It doesn't matter what people think, you know, like I said, it, it, it's, you're proud of him and, 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 the fact that you've come on this podcast as well shows how proud you are of him. So, you know, yeah, absolutely. Did you have to go through anything in terms of, we mentioned this with distractions or issues or things that your loss tipped you in a certain direction? We've discussed people in the past who drank, who turned to substances, who threw themselves into work. Ryan, our Ryan, used to go to the football and just yell everyone does at the football anyway but just as a way to release the anger or, or things like that um, no, they can't now because Villa are flying yeah <laughs> it's not allowed to I can't I can't pick out anything exactly because I don't, I don't really drink anyway or I've never really done any sort of substances or drugs or what have you so I've never I never sort of I didn't go towards them sorry and even if you had you wouldn't admit it on a podcast would well, you I've just <laughs> mum and dad might be listening yeah I'm suspicious um, now <laughs> but, but even then I, I struggled to, to, to get into exercise to go back to football that was it I struggled, yes. to, I struggled to go back to sport my work I really struggled to, to commit to work I, for so long I felt like I just existed and, and mm. I was I knew that I needed to change things but it's so hard when you're just in like a such a bog down in a stuck rut. aren't you you're stuck, stuck. It's, you, it's, it's where do you start you mentioned this briefly on the episode where you joined us on episode 68 with William Ellis and it was for someone who's at a good level of football and plays a lot could you delve into that more because you just you're back playing now aren't you into it all yeah I mean, I'm, I'm but you just moment, fell out of yeah, love you just didn't yeah. which is interesting because the amount of times we've spoken about that link between exercise and mental well-being yeah I just for some reason we I was like we I just I just struggled to to asked about it basically yeah. to be honest I did all the pre-season and then the week of the first game of the season we lost yeah. and my phone actually broke 
it's for some reason it stopped working on the on the Tuesday on the night we lost. I woke up Wednesday morning, it wasn't working, so I rushed around trying to get it to fix. And I've been putting a squad on the Saturday, and I said I can't have replied to him eventually when I got it working. And I said I can't play. This is what's happened. I'm not going to play for a little bit. Eventually, I decided to go back. It was okay. So I thought, yeah, this is good. This is nice to be back. The boys are great. How I was it back. around the, the, the male locker room? It, it, was, it was fine because it was like, they did a little bit of fundraising for us anyway. They did a game in memory of him, raised it in money nice. and stuff, which was lovely. And it was, they didn't like quiz me and they all sent me a few messages and stuff mm. over the time. Um, but it wasn't like I went back and they were all tiptoeing around me. It was just normal. Yeah, good. To start with, it was great and what have you. But then after sort of a few weeks of playing and whatnot, I remember it was, uh, I remember we played, I think it was either a midweek game or a Saturday. Mm. Um, and I remember I come off the bench and I was playing and I thought, what am I doing? Mm. What am I doing here? I felt like I was watching me play. And oh. I, I just, it was like, I was looking at me going, what, what are you doing there? Why are you, why are you wasting your time here? And I thought, I remember I, I come home and I just like, no, I'm not going back. And I didn't go back properly, really, for the remainder of the season. I sort of flickered in between. The only thing I did was play on Sundays with friends. Yeah. That all, that all sort of, were, all the friends that I've said were, yeah. were, were unbelievably good. Um, I just played on a Sunday with them because it was... No There's not much pressure, is just, it? Like, just, yeah. just a laugh. Yeah, kick about. Just, just yeah. fun, kick about. Um, and just to sort of get get me back playing properly, and in, in, that was in the new year. Um, I went back. I went back in probably what Novemberish time to start with, and then after about three or four weeks, I thought, no, it's not for me. Sorry, and mm. just sacked it off again. And then I, I started playing again in the new year. I think. Um, How do you feel about it now? Um, I still think I'm I'm getting back to it. It's weird mm. because obviously, sort of diversing into the sport of it, it's like you kind of think, can I still play? Well, I, having not really played at the level for so long, can I still play? And I'm not playing at the moment because I'm injured, but it's like, for so long I missed, I missed playing. Mm. But now I've returned, I'm sort of not so hell-bent on, on getting on myself, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I'm sort of taking it just for what it is, kind of thing, if I'm trying to word that in the right way. Yeah, no, I know, yeah. know what you mean. So priorities because, changing. Yeah, because it, it isn't just... That's not to say I don't it's care. Perspective, I do isn't care, it? But it's perspective. It, it, yeah. it is. It is just. It is just football, really. And yeah. there is, you know, as much as I love it, and it always has been my, my I, thing. But I guess there's a, life. there's a difference maybe between playing at you know a, a level like you are, and then the alternative, which is going out and, and playing like Sunday League crown and, and maybe just being angry and wanting to use it as a way to clatter to someone because there's different there's different metrics there you're expected to perform and it's uh, and all the other things ongoing at the same time yeah it's just it's a weird one because like you say your priorities kind of change absolutely changed. football is still like part of the routine for me you know train twice a week playing on a Saturday blah 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 I think the thing about football as well though and, and we've like we've all been part of a team as well at some point in the, in this room and stuff and things that to me, the problem with football is it can be one of the most selfish arenas in the world because, and I and I fully and I'm talking from both sides because I was a player and was I was a, coach and as well, I was a manager yeah, as coach, well. Yeah. If I went back into it at any point, I would have a lot more empathy as far as what players might be going through. Yeah, because of what I've been through myself now. Because actually, when you're especially when you're a manager, coach your priority is getting a team out to play. And if you've got a player who is rightly struggling, it, it, like I said, it can be very it can be very selfish because like I said, you just need players. You need players to play for you. You need players to be there. When you're playing as a team, if you've not got a team out, it's not a dig at, at you at all. I'm just saying. No, no, no. It, I can understand your point of view <clears> because like I said, you go to it and you're like, well, 
you know there's far more bigger things in life. Right? Yeah. And, it, and Yeah, you are, you are right. Because sometimes I get this weird thing where I sometimes think, I just occasionally I get it where if even if even not just football but in general, people looking thinking, oh, that's that's the that's the lad that's lost. Yeah, yeah. That's the boy that's lost. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. And and did opposition players know? No. Well, maybe I don't know because I was quite I, I I was quite active on social media at the time when we lost and what have you on Twitter and stuff. But I remember not not I remember we got like I put my post on Twitter and it got like loads and loads and loads and loads of likes and it got like over thirty thousand likes and retweets and stuff. It, it sort of went mega viral. But I can't help but sometimes, which you know, get this get this feeling like football and, and non football related things of like when you're out and about, I think, oh, that's the guy that's lost. Yeah, that you're the. Or, yeah, that, that's him. Oh, that's that Ryan that lost. Him, that's that Ryan. Who, you know, he's with that Emily girl. That, that they, people they like lost. drama, Ryan. Yeah, it's weird. Like and, and you know what? I had this not not so long after we lost. I remember I went to pick pick us up at Nando's, and I remember I was in Nando's picking up, and I texted Emily and said. Can you come? I've got serious like social anxiety here. I just felt like everyone in there was staring at me, thinking that's that's him. They've right. just lost. Okay. It was awful. Interesting. And I never had that before. No, I'm not really bothered. And I'm probably at the point now where I'm not bothered now. Really, overly. Yeah, yeah. I still get moments, like I said. Yeah. But I remember that time. I remember going in there. And thinking, that's fascinating, isn't it? Yeah, it was wild. I think as well though. What's interesting in what Ryan said right at the very beginning before he was talking about the football was about that he just got into a point where he felt like he was just existing. Mm. And there's, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. There's absolutely nothing wrong with just going through that phase of just existing um, if that's all you can do at that time yeah. because ultimately you are... Yeah. That's the first one I've said for quite a long time. <laughs> you do well, bats done more. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, because existing is absolutely fine because yeah. you are... You've got, you've, you will go through a process. You will go through yeah. that grief process. And if existing is the only thing that you can do, well, then that's, that's better than not existing yeah, yeah. is the way I look at things. For me personally, I needed the camaraderie of the dressing room and the yeah. joking and the messing around of a dressing room. I needed that. Yeah. So for me, I couldn't wait to get back to football as quickly as possible. But when I was on the pitch, I was on there to hurt somebody. Yeah, yeah. Not that, you know, I wasn't... No, I know you're saying. I wasn't, yeah, yeah. My, I wasn't like, you know, picking someone at the beginning of the game and thinking, right, you're getting it. It was very much, uh, I was going yeah. into the tackle 10, 15% harder than I probably would yeah, yeah. on any other tackle because I had to get a way of just getting that anger out in some way, shape or form. And, and whoever was in front of me was getting it. It was as simple as that. I didn't care. Whoever how, was in front of me was getting it. Yeah, it's absolutely. Yeah. I didn't care how yeah, big yeah. they were. Yeah. I, in fact, if they were bigger, it was even better. Because to some extent, that allowed me to get a little bit more anger out. Be honest. How did it feel when you did that? <clears throat> oh, I can't. I did it feel good? No, nah, I ain't got a clue. I haven't yeah. got a clue. Yeah. But it was just... The reason why I'm asking is because it's it was a release that you needed. Yeah, yeah. Despite how the emotions afterwards were. Yeah. It was... And for anyone, like like with uh, Ryan, our guest examples as well, it's what you... And, you know, falling out of love with it a little bit. It's what you need individually to do to be you during that time while you're handling the things. Yeah, yeah. And that whole feeling lost, I think... That ha that's something which also happens in other areas of life, whether it's midlife crisis or depressions. Mm. There's there's those those times where you do just coast for a while, mm. isn't it? But you've just done it on such a more heightened emotional scale. But I also think as well, he's in, and this isn't just for football. I think you could go into any team sport, rugby, hockey, whatever it may be. You have so many different personalities in a changing room. Yeah, yeah. So I know Ryan is a completely different personality to me. So I was a captain at that time. So for me, I was quite vocal. I was, you know what I'm like, I'm laughy, jokey anyway. I'll play practical joke stuff. Any, that, whereas I don't think Ryan is that type of person. 
So therefore, he's experienced it from a completely different perspective from, yeah, yeah, from yeah. somebody who's yeah. maybe yeah. more eccentric within a mm. within a changing room or on a football pitch. Yeah, yeah. Somebody that's maybe a little bit more vocal. Yeah. So just because. Ryan felt like that. That doesn't mean he's oh, wrong no, for no, the way that no, he no. did it. And I'm well, there just is conscious. No, there is no wrong. No, way. no. I'm just conscious for if there's anybody listening, yeah, thinking, yeah. you know, there's no, there's no right or wrong way of doing it. You know, yeah. that was the right. That was the way. Sorry, that that was right for Ryan and and what felt right for him. And and he followed that, you know, that journey. And it, he's, you know, like he said, he's he's getting back into it and so forth. But and, and for anyone listening to this, by the way, who maybe has their own version of what these guys have described, and you want to share that with us, you can drop us a message. We can get it out, and you can do it on the comments now while we're live, or we can, but we'll be finishing soon. Or you can just drop us a message. We can because I think that's something that everyone has in their own varying ways, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Absolutely. how they deal with that. Absolutely. Can I ask you a quick question? When you went back to football, and like you kind of questioned why you were there, did did Eddie come into your mind? Or not I, really. I don't think so. I think no. I was just like the lost feeling yeah, of sort yeah, of yeah. not having a direction yeah, because yeah. it's sort of it's sort of a bit of a fallout period. Me and Emily say just sort of a lost period of not really knowing the direction of what I should be doing, what I shouldn't be doing. Yeah. I mean, I remember the Friday morning when we got back home from hospital. Oh, sorry, the Friday when we first woke up at home. Emily was still asleep. I got up and went downstairs. And if she's asleep, typically I might just go on my PlayStation for a little bit. I felt guilty. I couldn't even do that. Mm. Yeah. So. Going back to football, I sort of felt like lost, shouldn't be there, there's yeah. no direction, yeah. why am I here? I didn't know actually what I should have been doing or shouldn't have been doing, no, but, but, yeah. but that didn't feel like I sh was the right thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Even, even yeah. you know. It's, it's like yeah, you're journeying well, yeah. from point A to point B and yeah. you took the wrong turn in somewhere on yeah. the way. Yeah, And you're having to navigate yourself yeah. through this complete hellhole yeah. and then eventually you start coming back out again. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's shit. It's it's mind boggling. It, it's mind boggling, and it and it, it, it's, it makes no sense, doesn't it? As well, like you know, yeah, it makes it, absolutely yeah. no sense. And even looking back now, I still don't know why why yeah. you feel those ways. But it's just just doing what you need to do. But you, I, I have to say, again, considering the age of you and Emily when you went through it and what you're doing now, yeah, I genuinely think you are you're fantastic I, and I know and I mean that I don't mean that as patronised I mean that sincerely because like I said to, to handle things and to how, how far into your loss do you say you are now you uh, are, right? it was a year in August so Around roughly yeah, 15 months. 15, 15 months. months. 15, yeah, 16 months. 15, yeah. 16 months, and you're this age, and you're <coughs> and you've come onto this to talk like mm. this. I think I think you should be extremely proud of yourself. Thank you, mate. Thank you. Fully agree. Do you mind if we talk briefly about relationships before? Before yeah. we go, we've always mentioned about relationships because, you know, they can be challenging at the best of times and plus you're dealing with your your own grief and yourself as a relationship too. Me and Emily definitely, definitely grieved in, in different ways. To start with, it, it probably brought us closer than we'd ever been, if I'm honest. Mm. And without going too, too far into to the personal situations, but we for a little bit, we did have to take a step back just to sort of realise yeah. where we were, who we were, what we needed to do just to sort of get back to a, a sort of a point of where we were both content before sort of trying to move forward. It's similar kind of to all the situations. There is no how-to guide. Yeah. There is no, a couple should do this to get through grief. Yeah. This, this, this will make it all better kind of thing. You, it, it's so hard to, to, to pick a path that, that's going to work. We did grieve in different ways, which, which you know, looking back is, is, is what it is. Well, it's like what you said. You, I, mean, I like the way you phrased it. You took a step back. That doesn't mean, and then you've come back together stronger you you, yeah. you know you're doing it yeah yeah we're we're, we're we're at a point where where because we you know we, we took a step back just to just to 
to find our own selves and, and what we needed to do and what and what we were content with. We're at a better point now of, of what we were last year, which is which is fine, which is good, good, which is what we want. Yeah. But it can it can really, really, really put put a difficult strain on on relationships for sure. Yeah, absolutely. You both mentioned well, you mentioned that you both of you have changed jobs. This is something that since we started doing this podcast, I'm taking away a, a lot. The amount of people, obviously, people change careers and jobs all the time, but the amount of grieving parents that have then after the loss had a career change. Everyone in this room, other thing, isn't it? Yeah. You three guys. Yeah, yeah. Was that something you were going to, thinking of doing anyway, or was this... um, I wouldn't have said so, if I'm honest. Yeah. Um, Emily, Emily worked in the nursery in the baby room. Yeah. So right, okay. It was it was difficult for her to yeah. go back to that. Um, yeah. She went. She did go back in in an office role, but um, I guess it's I guess it's very difficult. Um, but now now she's in a in a. In a, in a in a school with a with with teaching assistant which she enjoys which is which okay. is much better she's happy um, fantastic and and I have only recently changed jobs Emily changed a little bit more sooner than myself but I I've only recently changed jobs um, just because of it just doesn't happen overnight does it no unfortunately no. Um, and I took some time to find something that I really wanted to but I think if I'm honest I, even pretty much after we'd lost yeah. I decided that. I needed a different job. Good, pretty yeah. much straight yeah. away. I even I even told my boss at the time that I thought, yeah, I, I don't know if this is for me anymore. Pretty much straight away after yeah. I'd gone back, but it just it just takes a long time to actually yeah. Yeah, yeah. get to that point of of wanting to change, committing to it, and finding something that that works. But also the fact you follow through and you do it because you yeah. know they could take a lot of bravery. Yeah. You know, so to leap in it, yeah, and change. Yeah. And change and I've, had a, I've had a change of career in yeah. terms of job role, what I'm doing. So it's something new, but yeah. that's what I wanted. Something new, different, completely different to what I'd done for for, for the past, what, six, seven years. Yeah. I needed something completely different, fresh start, new challenge, just because I got bored. I was in a rut. Okay. wasn't really bothered about the previous job career. Yeah. So I needed something again to... And again, mentally, that's not going to help you, is it? No, if you're, not, you're made, feeling yeah. lost and you, there's no... Men, you need men, look, mental stimulation, yeah. you need it. Getting out of bed every morning was just a pain. Yeah. So I didn't want to do it. It felt like a chore. Good so I needed to, to get something to to change for a bit more positivity something different and, and thankfully that's what I've got now which is good good and, and finally if you don't mind have you and Emily had a conversation about trying again or where, where's, where are you at with that or? Um, it is obviously a possibility because we do have the two in the freezer there's always that, that possibility and we, we have kept them there for that reason yeah. we're currently moving house um, but obviously after during the, pre, the, the process of losing we discovered Emily's got um, an autoimmune condition which, which right. puts a bit more of a, a cautious okay. stepping stone towards towards having again which just means being a bit more yeah. a bit more careful and, and a bit more sort of a process to get there which which you know if we if we decide to do so then yeah. then we'll be obviously willing to get there but 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 who knows I suppose maybe maybe at some point Ryan Palmer on Still Parents podcast today Ryan you've been brilliant thank you so thank much you coming much, on gentlemen. thank you yeah. Yeah, if you'd like to drop us a message uh, either to Ryan or just have a look at the website maybe come on the show if you would like to and like we say you don't have to come into the studio you can do it remotely you can come on for just five minutes or whatever you need to do we'll accommodate you we don't even have to do an episode live we can record it work around just get in touch through our website stillparentspodcast.co.uk Still Parents Pod is our socials this is Still Parents Podcast supported by Globals make some noise that was episode number 70 thank you very much Ryan thank you gentlemen have we been alright for you how do you feel just bunch of old men in it. Not, not quite Amanda Holden and Jamie Feekson, but, <laughs> oh, but, 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 but you've been close. I thought I'd get it in one last time. Before. I did actually text these guys, said, would, would Ryan like me to dress up as Holden? And they went, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, Ryan. Take care. Thank you, gents. Cheers. We'll be back very soon then for the Still Parents podcast. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye. Bye.